Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. This is episode 24 of the Awesomers.com podcast. And as always, you can go find the show notes at Awesomers.com backslash 24. That's Awesomers.com slash 24. Just use the numbers. You don't have to spell it out. My special guest today is Hui Nguyen. And Hui is a great uh, example of a, somebody who's young and energized and just getting the job done. I really think of him as a classic example of that young entrepreneur who is highly engaged in growing his business in every possible way. By leveraging the power of Amazon, using a world-class training that Hui was exposed to early on, he's been able to jumpstart his online businesses. Today, he also has a dominant position for his Shopify stores, which is a great diversification move, and he's now offering services to other sellers to help them start a Shopify store that is built around the concept of dropshipping, so the overhead and startup is extra low. He is a global traveler, a bright entrepreneur, and young and full of passion for the e-commerce business. I've been lucky enough to travel with Hui around the world uh, through China and saw him at a number of different events. He's a great businessman, and I'm thrilled that we all get to learn from him today. Welcome back, Awesomers. Uh, here we are again today. Steve Simonson coming to you live, uh, talking about uh, what makes an awesomer and talking about another awesomer origin story. We're happy today to have a good friend of mine, Hui Nguyen, with us. Uh, Hui, how are you, buddy? Hey, it's good, Steve. It's very good. I'm glad that uh, we uh, actually woke him up uh, nice and early because, uh, as I understand it, you are presently in Asia, yes? Yes, I am. I'm currently in Vietnam, uh, Ho Chi Minh right now. Uh, so it's about uh, just seven right now. Yeah, so uh, we got we got Hui up nice and early, which is uh, always fun. Sometimes we get guys to stay up late. Sometimes they get up early, but we're uh, thrilled that he takes the time out to join. And uh, that's a good time to remind you guys out there listening, uh, why not subscribe and share this with a friend uh, and let them join in on the fun. Uh, they can help wake up people too. Uh, everybody can get involved in this fun. So, uh, Hui, before we uh, kind of jump into some of your background, uh, can you just tell us in broad strokes what you do today? What, what uh, occupies most of your time today? Uh, currently, I run an e-commerce business. So, I sell uh, on Amazon, and I also sell on my uh, own site, on my own stores, uh, mostly on Shopify. Okay, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Uh, yeah. And we'll dive into uh, some of those details uh, a little bit more, but uh, I definitely have had the opportunity to uh, uh, meet Hui and understand, you know, some of the things that he has put into his businesses, uh, and he's uh, for sure an awesomer, no question about that. 
Uh, we'll, we'll dive in uh, to more of that here in a minute, but first we're going to take a quick break. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. Hey, giddy up. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Okay, we're back again, uh, and today we're going to uh, do an Awesomer origin story, and we're talking to Hui Nguyen, and we want to make sure that we kind of understand, you know, where this Awesomer came from. And so, uh, Hui, can you share, where were, where were you born originally? Uh, I was originally born in uh, Vietnam, and then uh, I migrated over to uh, Toronto when I was nine, so that's Canada, um, and my, my father basically sponsored me. Um, he was in Canada first. Um, I've been living in Canada for about uh, probably over 20 years, and then now I'm starting to kind of expand over back into Asia. Nice. It's fun uh, to watch that uh, progression. And it turns out that somebody's original birth is also their most recent birth. Uh, now that I've done the math when I said, where were you originally born versus where were you most recently <laughs> born? <laughs> so uh, I think we've nailed that one down. Uh, how about your parents? You mentioned your dad sponsored you. What kind of work did uh, your dad do? Uh, my dad originally he was a math teacher uh, back home, um, and then when he moved to to Canada, um, he was just a factory worker, and then uh, he started learning his skills in uh, CNC machining, and then he worked his way up and eventually opened his own company, and uh, currently now he just runs um, a CNC machining company, uh, servicing company, um, and my uh, my mom originally was a nurse. Uh, until she moved over to uh, to Canada, and then uh, she had my little brother, and then she just basically stopped working. Nice. Okay, good. Uh, for the Osmers who don't know, CNC machining, that's kind of one of the most delicate and precise types of production and factory environments that you'll find. And the big factories with lots of CNC machines are the ones who do lots and lots of detail work and uh, can really do some extraordinary things. These The piece of equipment are so amazing these days. So uh, it's a pretty, pretty interesting thing. Uh, what did your, uh, how about, you mentioned you have a brother, you said, any other siblings? Yeah, I have, I have one younger brother. Uh, uh, he's almost literally half my age. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so he's young. <laughs> and uh, he's currently doing universities right now, but uh, he's slowly, uh, he's been running his own store uh, when he was in first year. Uh, he's in his second year now. And um He's uh, getting more and more interested in running online business. So I actually started another business with him um, on the side um, and taking him on as a partner, just kind of uh, showing him the ropes. Um, so I just have just one, one, one little brother. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so the, when you said he's running a store, what kind of store is that? It's a Shopify store. So he, was do, he, was, uh, he's, he got started uh, in drop shipping. Um, yeah. So a little bit different than, than when I first start, uh, got started in. So he, he had a general store uh, doing some drop shipping on uh, Shopify for a little bit, made a little bit of money. Now he's all excited and uh, he wants to do more of it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's a funny thing. Uh, a lot of times uh, any of us uh, are susceptible when something's working. Why not do more of it, right? Yeah. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, how about any university? Did you go to uh, university yourself? Uh, for me, I, I started, uh, I didn't go to university. I started in college. Uh, originally, I was supposed to be doing uh, business admin, 
And then after a year in, I realized this is really boring. It doesn't suit me. And uh, at, at, at the end of the first year, my, uh, my grandparents actually passed away. So I, I had to go over to Vietnam and basically left my studies. Then when I came back, I realized it, it wasn't really for me. Um, a lot of changes happened at that time uh, as I was getting kicked out of the house. And eventually I realized, okay, I kind of have to gotta get a skill under my belt. Um, and then I went, I went back to college and started doing uh, personal training. So uh, fitness and health uh, promotion. Um, and then I basically got a diploma um, for personal training. And I started with, with that. That was my first, I guess, official career. <laughs> oh, interesting. So your, your first job out of the gates uh, with uh, the, the training there and so forth was uh, actually uh, in the, the personal training fitness space, yeah? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, I think some of that you probably still carry on today. Maybe not as a business, but uh, it's certainly a, a lifestyle for you, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I definitely enjoy it. Uh, so the reason I got started in that is uh, I used to do a lot of martial arts uh, when I was younger. And we were performing and we're thinking, and I've always been obsessed with just training myself. And then I realized, again, what's the better way to just go to school and learn it the right way? and uh, really dive deep into it. I wasn't even thinking, the funny thing is I wasn't even thinking that it was gonna be uh, a profession. Uh, my first uh, objective at the time was just like, how can I train my body to be better? And then at, at basically the end of my studies, uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, hey, you're actually really good at this. Like try making some money, <laughs> you know? Um, and then at that point, I, uh, I applied for, uh, for an intern at uh, Good Life Fitness. Um, and then I started uh, working there for a little bit, um, took on some clients, uh, and then it just kind of blew up from there. Nice. It's, uh, it is interesting. I think Osmer should take note that, you know, uh, education, we're, we're all about education. We love learning, but it has to be in the right format, right? Some, some of the people, uh, they like the, the classroom, the academia. They, they don't mind sitting in a classroom all day and, and talking about it. In fact, they soak it up. There's, there's uh, guys that uh, I've talked to and interviewed and and they love to be in that school. There's other guys like myself included uh, that don't like to be in that classroom environment. Yet, when we find something we're passionate about, and in Hui's case, the fitness, he's all about diving in on the education, going deep on the learning. So it really comes back to that idea of strengths. What, what are you good at? What do you like to do? And then you double down on, on those strengths because that's so much more fulfilling for people. So I, I do find that interesting, the contrast between university is boring, but man, you'll, you'll train the heck out of yourself on something you really like. Is that how you found it to be? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like I said, originally, like I, I wasn't very uh, passionate about learning um, a business admin program where I couldn't find any application to what I was really uh, interested in. Um, and then uh, when I got into uh, the whole fitness thing, I was all day and night about it. Uh, at the time I was actually working at two jobs to put myself through school. So it was, it was a little bit tough, you know, doing, try to keep, keep up with everything. Uh, but because you're so into it and you love what you do, it, it doesn't really matter in terms of, you know, how much the workload was. Um, and then at that point, I, I discovered sales. And then I started switching over and say, like, hey, there's, there's some really good ways to make money here. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, you know, that's, uh, again, that lesson of passion. Passion is that really that endless fire. It's the eternal flame of energy. And if you don't have that passion for whatever you're doing, 
it's so much harder. The, the journey is so much longer and it's, it's like carrying a big rock up a hill. Uh, like the old, uh, I think it's a Greek uh, myth about the Sisyphus uh, who had to carry the rock up the hill and not a pleasant journey. So, uh, uh, more more important to find your strengths and dive into that. So, uh, Wheat, now, how about you? You mentioned that you had a couple jobs. Was there any kind of first job besides the fitness thing that was a, a proper job, a, a normal job? Uh, before I got into fitness, I was, because uh, I, I learned the CNC machining from uh, my father. Um, and I was working for my father for a little bit. And so uh, he kicked me out. And hey, <laughs> we got to. You know, you've been, you're not applying your skills and you're staying at home doing nothing. It's time for you to leave. So it was a harsh, it was a harsh time because at that point when I left the house, uh, I had five dollars in my name. So I was like, what can I do to make some money? Yeah, um, well, something, the baby bird's got to fly, right? You get, got kicked yeah. out of the nest and it's like, you better uh, learn how to fly before you hit the bottom. Yeah, if that's, that's essentially what happened. Uh, I, was, I was fortunate enough that a friend of mine uh, invited me her place to, to kind of hang out for about three or four months until I kind of get myself back on my feet. Oh, we'll roll the uh, bound chicka wow wow music there for you. That's nice. <laughs> so it, it is interesting that, that you know, um, problems get solved when problems need solutions, right? Uh, before the, the week before, uh, you know, your dad reached the choice of uh, bouncing you, basically you were like, yeah, this is fine. I can just uh, kind of go along. And, and, you know, there was no, even if you had latent desires to make changes or to dive into something there's nothing motivating you is that true yeah I, I would say about about that um i i think at the point i was i, I didn't really have much of a choice at that point it, it's either i do something about it or you know like it's, it's gonna be uh, pretty much in the end for me you know and uh i, I had to do pretty much whatever it took to kind of get back on track um and because I had a, I had a, I've been training martial arts for a long time. My, my, my teacher at the time always tells me, he's like, eventually you're going to have to, you know, think on your own and do things on your own. And, be, and then the most important thing is being responsible for your action and understanding the consequences. So at that point, I realized it's, it's I guess it's time to go out there and, and survive, you know, and take on life. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, this is uh, not a unique journey. Uh, you know, this is uh, commonly referred to as, as the uh, transition or the tipping point where a want becomes a need, right? Everybody wants freedom. Everybody wants to, you know, uh, achieve a certain goal. It doesn't matter what the goal is. Some people want to run their own business. Some people want to, you know, uh, travel for a living. Who knows what they want to do? But whatever that want is, the need has to take its place, right? You need to have, uh, you know, a, a lifestyle of freedom because of, you know, happiness or whatever the case is. So, Wants uh, versus needs is a big deal. And there's a lot of normies in this world who say, I want this, I want that, I want that. But they, they don't actually do anything to get it, right? And awesomers like to make that transition into, you know, I need to do this so that I can, uh, you know, enjoy the spoils of victory. So uh, it, de it definitely sounds like a, a very interesting time. How about, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about what you do today uh, in, in detail here in a minute. But what are some of the defining moments that put you on the road or that put you on the road from the, the time you were going through that, you know, kicking out of the nest to today where you have some very successful things happening online? And we're going to dive into those more. Um, so I, 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 there's just a couple of defining moments, I would say. Um, the, my very first defining moment was uh, I discovered basically sales um, where I, I made a whole bunch of sales uh, in personal training. 
Um, and then the, I was funds were introducing me to other kinds of business that I, it never occurred to me. Um, so I got involved in, you know, MLM, uh, I got involved in door-to-door -door sales. Um, and it really fascinated me for the fact that, you know, you can be really good at, you know, uh, talking and convincing and persuading and making a sale um, and, and then getting reward for that. So I actually stopped my personal training after about a year and a half uh, working for Good Life. Um, and then I started jumping into literally sales jobs. Um, so I got, I got involved in MLMs, um, started understanding that business model. Uh, and then from there, I realized it wasn't something for me. Uh, and then I, I was back, almost back to square one because I wasn't good at sales at that point. I realized it's like, holy crap, there's, there's so much to learn, there's so much work, there's so much I need to improve upon myself. Um, and I was literally not making any money for a little bit and I was literally down in the rut. Um, and then I discovered uh, ASM because at that point in my mind, I said, there's gotta be something out there for me to be able to work from home, control my own time and be able to do stuff my way. Um, and ironically, as, as soon as I, I had that thought, a month later, um, I discovered uh, ASM when they, when they first launched. I, I followed everything to the T for like a good month. And then they finally launched and then they finally, the price came out. I was like, where am I going to dig up flipping $3,000 $3, in US dollars um, and, and buy the course? Um, and and uh, at that time, um, the, the, payment, the, the, the payment system wasn't, the, the financing wasn't available. It was a one-time one payment. So I missed that launch. And I said to myself, this is not good. I got to earn some money. So hopefully they'll open again and I'll, I'll jump in. And uh, sure enough, the second time they, they opened um, and then I jumped in. Um, I followed everything to the T. I had no experience online whatsoever. I didn't even know what affiliate marketing was, digital marketing. I had no idea what was going on. I came in there and I saw, uh, I followed their, um, their, their, their lessons to the T. And I, and I found my first product. At that point, I was working literally three, three different jobs to save for, for the business. I had to pay for my rent. I had to pay for my own living. At the same time, I had to have extra cash, capital to buy inventory. Um, and then I, I finally got my first product to launch and it failed because I had no idea what I was doing. I, I jumped into vitamin C serum. And in my mind, I was like, oh, this is going to make me absolutely rich. I'm going to be amazing at it. And I literally landed flat on my face after uh, about three, three months, three and a half months. Um, of, of working on that brand. Um, and then at that point, I, I was like, okay, this, this sucks. Because I just lost a bunch of money. I'm in debt. I got credit card debt because I used credit card to pay for, for the course. And I'm also down, down in debt for inventory costs. Uh, and then I say, All right, you know what? I'm going to start over. I'm going to do another product. So and let, me, let me dive in there for a minute because this is a this is a, a very fun uh, journey down memory lane for me anyway, because I've had many product failures. Uh, but at the time that they're, the product's failing, a lot of people kind of get down and they're like, oh man, this didn't work. This, uh, the course is bad or I'm bad or, you know, everybody kind of gets into that negative thought process. Uh, was there any time in there that you wanted to give up or uh, it sounds like you were very optimistic and wanted to launch a second product right away? For me at that point, I, I wasn't, 
I was never thinking of giving up because I, that for me, that was my only way out of my, my, my nine to five rut. Cause I was at that point, I was literally doing two, uh, two, almost two full-time jobs in, in a part-time because I was still doing a little bit personal training. I also worked for a boot camp company. Um, and then I had my regular nine to five, which I was literally jumping one job to the next. Uh, I've done everything from, you know, selling cars to recruitment to um, <laughs> selling baby products. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love the fact that, you know, at some point that little bell went off in your head, right? You're like, I, I, I don't want that course. I need that course because it can change my dynamic. It could give me what I want to have. And even though you weren't ready on the first time, you prepared yourself for the second time, you leveraged yourself, you did whatever it took to kind of double down on the, the process that you saw that was a positive one. And then even after launching a product, which didn't go well, it sounds like that first one, you're still like, yes, this is, you know, I could see that there's still something there. So that's, boy, that is a, a really uh, wonderful level of optimism. Uh, so how did you, how did you get rid of that first product? Uh, the first product, I never really got rid of it. That's uh, like I bought, I did, well, I was lucky enough to find a supplier that was like literally down the road from where I live. Nice. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't have to buy a whole lot. So, uh, but it was expensive because I had no idea how to negotiate on, on the supplier. I had no idea like what it costs to ship it. And it was just a very bad calculated product. Uh, my price point wasn't high enough. I didn't have enough. Uh, and then I also didn't leave enough space or enough budgeting uh, for marketing. So I literally, I thought I just put a product on Amazon and it's going to sell itself. Oh boy. I tell you, there's so many times. Yeah. We, and listen, he's not alone in this. Uh, people are like, Oh, sell stuff on Amazon. Great. And then they, they say, well, what do I sell? And, and uh, there's a discussion about that, whether they decide to do retail arbitrage or wholesale drop shipping or uh, even private labeling, whatever the business model is, but just putting an item on Amazon amongst the millions of other products is not going to sell the product. There's the whole idea of listing optimization and then, getting uh, found in search, the both the natural search, the paid search results. But that marketing funnel, I, I assume you have a launch process. Is that fair to say, Hui? Yeah, eventually I, I learned how to launch properly and I started kind of experimenting really. Um, and and I, I, I realized there's so much information out there and I try to you know, understand and learn more and, and jumping on uh, more into group uh, discussions and getting ideas from you know, people who selling really well uh, when I first started out I wasn't even thinking I was just all in my own space and I wasn't really expanding my my knowledge or you know trying to get out there I was just literally focusing on trying to get that product live so that is uh, so interesting so uh, I think a lot of people find themselves isolated and alone and feel like they have to solve this impossible kind of figurative Rubik's cube that they've never seen before in fact they don't even know the shape of it but they think they have to solve it all themselves uh, but it sounds like you were engaging in, in communities to try to help find some of the answers. Is that what I'm picking up? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I, I got, I started, I started messaging people who, you know, have been posting results, and I was just kind of telling them my struggles and asking them how they got over it, um, you know, and then, and then they started giving me tips, um, and then I started focusing more on uh, following the proper steps instead of just trying to fast track it and trying to uh, cut corners um, and that gave me a better understanding of like 
how to actually launch a product on our second round. Yeah, so we all are susceptible to this idea of, I just want more, faster, better, you know, uh, everybody kind of wants to the easy button as it were. But so many times we talk to awesomers that have been down the road, we all try to take whatever route that we see as the, the most logical route and the most efficient route. But over time, we realize that there's a whole series of steps that make these things predictably profitable, right? And that's a true system. A system is when you can put something in on, on one end and a predictable result comes out on the other end. And I think that I know that you've uh, accomplished that goal because uh, you've achieved, uh, you know, great heights today and you're still, you know, very, very young. All of this has happened over what course of time would you say from the, today to when you first started that uh, training? Um, officially, because uh, I, I, when I bought ASM, I bought it and I just left the course for almost a year because I didn't have capital. Yeah, you need so, still right, capital to launch a product, right? To launch the product, that's correct. So I have to save up. I have to spend time and save up to, to launch the product. So uh, if you count the time since I bought the course, it's about four years. But in turn, an actual launch of now, it, it's about three and a half years. Uh, just uh, Not even three and a half years, probably just a little over three years. It's amazing. Uh, what um, you know, a well-executed and optimistic uh, plan is just a, a few years later. Um, so before we dive into some of your particulars today or whatever you wish to share, was, you know, did you ever hit a point, uh, have you so far anyway, that where you like, this just went so terrible, I just want to give up. I, I'm, you know, I'm done with this. I'm going to go back to fitness or whatever it is. No, I, I can't say that there was, there's a point where I would, I would want to go back. I don't think I would want to go back ever. Um, my biggest moment was when I finally made my second product win. And my goal in my head, I've always told myself, like, I see, like, I, I kind of figured out, like, my most minimal uh, requirement to sustain life, uh, which is, like, 5000 bucks a month. And it was like, this is it. This is all I need. So as soon as I achieved $5,000, I literally went to my boss, and, and I, I, I handed him my, my resignation letter. And he's like, dude, you just got started, like, a month and a half ago. Like, what happened? I'm just like, I'm done. I, I'm going to go focus on this full time and I'm going to do this full time and I know it's going to work for me. Um, and that was a pivotal moment uh, of, of my life uh, when, I, when I realized exactly what I want to do um, and, and how I want to do it. Um, and then at, at that point going forward, it, I've never really thought about, hey, let's get back to personal training or, you know, let's get back to jumping into a job. Um, it has never occurred to me because I've just been, I guess, expanding um every year i try to achieve i have a set number of goals every year that i try to achieve and and funny enough like sometimes i'll write down a goal and, and i'll be i don't know how to how to make this possible but somehow um the year goes by and i'm just like wow i did it or like i'm almost there you know and i can see that vision and i can i can see it happen um so it's it's been it's been an awesome ride um, and, and you know meeting your people like yourself uh, when i first met you was actually a post online and, mm -hmm. I, and I started looking into your information into what you do I'm just like this guy's flipping awesome I gotta <laughs> I gotta jump on this trip <laughs> so that, that's how that's how I, I kind of uh, met you uh, was through, through the first China trip because I don't think you've ever met anywhere else um, prior to that yeah I think you're quite right um, well it, it is an amazing you know story and it's such a compressed time frame to to see 
you know, how, how the idea kind of took hold and then you're able to get traction so early on just a month and a half in, and you've really carried on a very open, free travel lifestyle. I mean, I, I regularly see you traveling around the world in various uh, areas is, do you have any place that you call home base? Uh, home base right now for me is Toronto, uh, yeah. but recently, uh, just this recent trip, uh, I've made some connections in Vietnam. I'm looking to build a team here. Um, so funny thing is, I, I like two weeks ago, I just bought a condo over here. Just I was like, wow, this is like happening. I, I wasn't even expecting it to happen. And then I got shown around. I was like, this seems like a great decision. <laughs> so wow, okay, good. Uh, yeah, so I I just jumped in and. and you know, uh, I, I usually just jump first and then I'll figure out how to fly on the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of flying the airplane while you build it. So that, that works for me for sure. Um, uh, give, me a, give me a best day in your, your career so far, uh, your professional life, whatever it may be. Uh, was there a day where you just looked around and said, wow, now this is a good day. I'm, I'm sure glad uh, I'm taking a victory lap here. Um, there, there's been a, a few days like that, actually. Uh, but I guess not best day. Uh, that I realized is like things are, are slowly panning out to, to what my vision of what my life will be is uh, when I when I won my store, my own personal store, uh, we, we were doing about I think it was like 14,000 that day. Um, and it was, it was based on one product. Uh, we control the traffic. And I was like, wow, like I can do this on my own, you know, and it was a great feeling because I, I was working so hard prior to that, just trying to figure out the formula and figure out like how the whole, you know, running your own traffic to your own store and not be dependent on Amazon. Um, and it was, it was just awesome. And I realized it's like, I, I can do this more and, and have more control in my business versus just being dependent on one selling channel. Um, and, and it was, it was a, an amazing time. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine, uh, you know, this is a, an important lesson for customers out there that, you know, no matter what path you choose, it doesn't matter if you say, gosh, I, I really like this idea of selling on Amazon or selling on e-commerce in general. Having more than one revenue stream is useful. And it's also a very good diversification of risk. You know, Amazon could be temperamental. Uh, the, even your own sales channels have their, their ups and downs. And so by putting together a few different uh, pieces of the puzzle, you, you have a, a little bit more of a sustainable business, uh, which again, always turns into equity for me. And uh, I've watched, you know, we put these pieces together where he's got, he's got an Amazon private label piece. He's got the, the Shopify sites where he's doing his own stuff. Uh, and, he's, and he's controlling both sides of his business. And it's, it's scaling pretty rapidly, which is uh, the thing that I find that, you know, really awesome. I, I love it a lot. So uh, how about um, any big lesson, any big takeaway that you care to share uh, on your journey so far? Uh, one of the biggest is was actually starting talking to you and how seeing how you're always talking about systems because um, I, I, I ran into a big uh, I guess stump or hit in the wall is I realized like I'm working a whole lot of hours and things are not getting done um, and and my business actually just totally was, was stalemate for like a good four to five months and I'm not producing as much as I like to but the workload is just getting more and more. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how, how do I solve this issue, right? And, uh, and then talking to you, uh, you're always talking about building systems and having things in a systematic way and building teams. 
Um, so in the past year, that's, that's what I've been pretty much focusing on is building out the systems that work in my business um, and then building teams to run the system. Um, so one of the biggest uh, takeaway that I, I find is definitely um, building building that system that works for you, building out that process that works for you. Um, everybody functions differently. Uh, everybody um, do things differently and have different processes. But the ones that work really well is the one that match kind of your style of work. Uh, you know, some people prefer to work early in the morning. Some people prefer to work uh, late in the evening. Um, and they have a specific process that they go through, um, even subconsciously, um, they, that they don't really pay attention to. But once you start paying attention to that, you can start tweaking out and building out your own processes. Uh, you can save a lot of time that way. Um, and, 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 and it's also going to help you uh, with your preparation process. And you know, one of the key things that I learned and, and everything is, is you know, victory you know, requires preparation. You know, you got to be prepared. Uh, for, for, for anything that you do and have a good plan and, and being systematic about it um, to really uh, scale efficiently and, and execute it efficiently. Um, I, mean, I think that's probably the biggest takeaway that, that I have learned uh, through this whole process. And I've actually applied that through my training. I've applied that through my daily life. Um, and, I've been, and I've been seeing consistent results. So for me, like that's what's working. Yeah, that's uh, it's a very good lesson. I'm glad uh, it is working for you. You know, systems, um, it's so easy to say the word systems, but people don't always, you know, fully understand what does a system mean. A system can be anything fundamentally. Uh, it can apply to your personal life. Uh, I walk around, my brain is, is just wired for systems, and it's like I have to put my wallet and keys in the same spot every time I walk into the house. And when I happen to take it out early, my brain just goes, follow procedure, follow procedure. You know, I have to put that wallet and that uh, set of keys into the same spot. Otherwise, I know my system's broke. And the yeah. good news is every time I want to know where my wallet and keys are, I go to the same spot. And as, as, uh, as small and as silly as that example may sound, that's the fundamental part of what a system delivers. Uh, as I said earlier, a predictable result. And, but systems without people doesn't give you leverage, right? Yeah, ultimately... We can automate as much as we can, but people are still the secret to leverage and scale, and that's where business equity comes from. So when you take that, that combination of really well-executed system and as much automation, automation as makes sense, and you combine that with really talented people to keep the ball moving, that's when scale can happen. And I think you're poised really for another big breakout, even though you've already achieved a significant scale and significant revenues I think uh, you know you're very close to the, the next big breakout, so I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm working very hard, Steve. I'm trying to get into the next the next bracket here. <laughs> I know I like it a lot. Uh, we're gonna talk. Uh, maybe we'll even talk offline about uh, some of the things my China team has done to help uncover more systematized methods that, to help businesses like Quiz, where in one of his business models he relies on uh, products being directly shipped from China to America. Um, is that fair to say, Hui? Yeah, yeah. So that's the drop shipping component. Uh, originally, uh, when I first started uh, getting into more into Shopify, uh, the reason I actually jumped into Shopify because I, I realized, I, I look at all the core skills or the core component that, that would drive my business and be able to kind of jump into the next bracket and, and be able to scale is, is basically driving your own traffic, right? Like what makes Amazon so successful is, is because Amazon has a massive 
amount of readily traffic. Uh, as long as you rank your product, it's always there, but without Amazon, you can't get that traffic. So I realized like how, like my, my number one skill that I need to learn is how to drive my own traffic. Um, that's when I started, I got started in Facebook marketing um, and, and I was looking at Google, I was looking at, you know, all the different channels of, of running traffic. And I realized like my, what I should be focusing on at the time was Facebook because it was easier to learn. Um, a lot of people are having success with it. Um, so there was, it was almost like a proven model, uh, you know, something I should put time and focus in. And that's when I got, I, I jumped into Shopify and originally I was just doing regular uh, drop shipping where I was just buying stuff from uh, AliExpress and then I would drop ship it directly uh, to my customers. Uh, it was working really well at the beginning because my volume was fairly low. Uh, I wasn't doing much volume because I was learning and it was actually not even making any profit. Uh, for me at that time, it was literally just learning the process of, you know, how do I pick products, put on my own store, um, and then the process of running ads. Uh, and then eventually, um, I kind of figured out a process of how to do that efficiently on my own. And then I quickly transferred to a team, and then we started testing in more and more products, and then we found winners. And then I didn't realize how fast it came, but I was doing literally, you know, 10 to 20 sales a day. And then all of a sudden it was like 20, 30, 40. And then we were doing, during Q4, we were doing 150 orders a day. And I'm just like, I can't do this on my own. I got to hire more people, right? And then at that point, the guys in China are running out of stock because they're, the guys in AliExpress, they buy when, when you buy. They, they essentially do what you're doing. China. So then at that point, I started contacting suppliers directly and you know, try to make deals with them and try to buy more in bulk and get them to ship it directly. Um, that was really challenging at one point because I couldn't figure out who was the actual supplier and who were the trading companies. Um, and I just said, you know what, it, it doesn't really matter. It's not about pounding down on the price at that point, but it's about finding out the numbers that work in your business where you can be profitable um, and not worry about pounding the price down to like it's low, the lowest. Um, so I started working with more and more sourcing agents where people would just find products for me and then they would take a cut. And I don't really, at that point, I didn't even care what kind of cut they were taking as long as they were able to meet my price criteria and they were able to deliver my products, I would run with them. So, um, and I, I started working with that process and I kind of almost, I'm trying, still trying to figure out like what's the better way to do it because there's a lot of errors and a lot of, I guess, um, roadblocks um, doing this process um, as I'm doing more and more of it. Uh, there's human errors, uh, packages get sent to the wrong address. Um, that seems to be the norm. Um, and then packages are taking too long to be sent because of the processing time. Um, so I'm still in the process and still learning how to, how to make this whole process you know, more efficient. Uh, but yeah, essentially that's that that's how it all it all got started with my own site, and uh, now I do private private labeling with Amazon. But at the same time, I do the same thing um, on my own store. But I get I try to get the, the product shipped from China as much as possible. Uh, for me, it's just more co more cost efficient. Yeah, so there's a lot of leverage that comes from holding inventory or having somebody else ideally hold inventory for you in in China and then shipping it direct. 
uh, using the e-packet program, I think you can ship to something like 35 countries around the, the world with reasonable predictability in terms of timing. It's usually, you know, uh, one to three weeks. Um, that's assuming good execution on the fulfillment side. But there's a lot of details in there that, you know, as, as you start getting that business to scale, that's where the, some of the challenges happen, right? And that's where the, the systems and the people kind of got to get fleshed out. You that's start correct. dealing with hundreds and hundreds of orders a week, it, it can get very complex very quickly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, I'd be like recently, I, I told you in the last trip, I mean, we had, we've had over 300 orders that were literally sent to the wrong address. Uh, I mean, it was a nightmare to solve all that. Just, you know, I, on one side, you got to try to figure out the dispute with your, your supplier, your agent. And on the other one side, you got to deal with your customers complaining, hey, where's my product? Hey, where's my product? And then you got to shell out your own pocket money to resend all those orders uh, to make sure that your customers are happy. Um, so that that was that was a nightmare to deal with. Um, yeah, I, but uh, we've all been there. I, I remember way back in the late '90s, uh, we were selling some products and we had a big uh, sale event. And this particular sale event uh, really brought us to our knees. It was one of those uh, uh, times where you know we were just getting out of the gates. We ran a big promotion and we. All of our suppliers ran out of stock. We had no idea where, how to ship products. I mean, it was just, it was a, it was a wonderful nightmare. Uh, but we, it was a pallet of product that we had shipped to New Jersey. It turns out it was one of the guys who was like the attorney general for New Jersey. And uh, he was not thrilled uh, that he did not get his pallet of product that was, you know, a couple thousand dollars. And so we didn't know where it was. And the shipping company's like, oh, you know, file a claim, you know, and we'll see what happens. And, you know, we, we don't know how long that process will take. So we ended up having the next day air a pallet, you know, to the guy in New Jersey, which was three times more money than the, the entire product costs. But wow. we just had to learn, right? And, and all of these things are learning opportunities. So uh, before we take a break and talk about the future, we, uh, what about, uh, is there any tool or any app or any kind of gadget or gizmo system that you use day to day that you feel is, you know, your favorite thing or your, uh, you can't live without? Uh, for me currently right now, because I, I, I run my own ads, um, I like Quaya. Uh, it's basically, it allows me to run a lot of ads in a very, very short period of time. How do we print, or, uh, spell that? Uh, Quaya is the Q-W-A-Y-A. Yes, uh, that seems very clear now that you've said it. Uh, so, <laughs> this is a rarity. so it allows you to run a bunch of ads on Facebook really fast. Yeah, so like originally, originally I, I used their the Facebook platform. I used the Power Editor, um, and and uh, at the beginning, you know, when you're only managing a couple of products, um, it's it's manageable, and then you can you can sit there, you know, and, and run ads and be able to get all the reports that you need on there. Uh, but when you start managing multiple stores, uh, like I now run five different stores. Um, I just started another. A partner company with a friend in Australia, and funny enough, I met her at a conference, uh, and we just kind of, you know, got got along really well. And she's like, "Hey, let's let's do something together." Um, so being able to basically run ads all from one hub and be able to control uh, all of it um, in in one uh, one go, it's 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 a huge uh, for me. It's it, it's something I can't live uh, without. Uh, you know, being able to launch, you know, 50, 100 ads, you know, within 15, 20 minutes, it, it's quite remarkable. That is amazing. I, I can't wait to check that out. We'll put the link in show notes for everybody's benefit out there. Um, 
Uh, that's definitely one that I, I want to learn about because, uh, it, you know, the power editor has a lot of functionality, a lot of features, but boy, it just seems like you're doing a lot of clicks to get through there. And it yeah. uh, feels a lot like torture to me. So I, I don't like yeah. doing it anymore. Uh, we generally use, uh, you know, third parties or, or other experts to do that for us, but I always like to know the best tools. So uh, thank you so far. It's been a, a very fun uh, time to kind of dive a little deeper uh, into your background. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back and then uh, get a prediction about the future. So uh, everybody stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, Amazon Marketplace professionals. This is Parsimony ERP, and we get one question over and over. Can you please tell me exactly what Parsimony does? Well, we'll try, but this is only a 30-second spot, so we're going to have to hurry. Connect to your Seller Central account and pull all the new orders. Enter the orders with all customer data. Enter all of the Amazon fees and charges. Store them at the item level. Generate profit and loss reports at the SKU level. Automatically generate income statements. Handle multiple companies. Handle multiple brands. Handle multiple currencies. Facilitate budgets and forecasts. Store all customer interactions in a sophisticated CRM system. Manage your supply chain. Project and task management. Maintain an audit log. Hey, you get it. That's parsimony, P-A-R-S-I-M-O-N-Y.com, parsimony.com. We've got that. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Okay, we're back again, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about forward-looking uh, predict predictions at this point. And uh, we think about five years from now, um, you know, what does your business look like? Uh, maybe... Uh, what does the world of e-commerce look like or Amazon? Uh, give us some prognostications, if you will. Um, five years from now, I, I think e-commerce will still uh, will still be around, definitely. Uh, it will still probably be a lot bigger than it is now. Uh, I mean, the market is pretty deep. Uh, there's a lot of depth to it. But I think what's going to happen is, is the landscape will probably evolve uh, more into uh, personalization, more into customizations, um, being more connected to the customers directly, uh, where you can communicate more communication to them as, as, as we we're seeing the trends now with the chat bots. Um, and then I think where it's going to be going is going to be getting into more into uh, VR. Um, I think that's going to be the next, the next big thing, uh, where you're going to be able to, to buy and, and, and have its own environment uh, through VR. Um, that's where I think it's, it's going to go. Uh, but I think currently right now, um, it's still a great time to get into e-commerce. There's, there's still lots of stuff you can do with it. Lots of uh, products you can sell. Um, lots of depth that you can really build um, a wonderful business out of it, you know, including Amazon. Um, as, as much as a lot of people will say there's a lot of competition on Amazon, uh, but I, I still think there's still a lot of room to grow um, in Amazon. Um, obviously, it's not as easy as it was, you know, a few years ago when I first got started. Um, you have to you have to approach it with a very a very strategic approach and have a system in place and have a well uh, strategized uh, method of, of approaching Amazon to be successful at it. Um, it's, it's no longer you know where you can just slap a little product, run a few ads, and get it up and running. <laughs> you actually have to do real marketing now. Um, I think I think it's there's still lots of space and, and, and competition is just not as nearly as, as as much as people make it to be. Yeah, um, it's uh, it, it is really you know for people uh, I've been around a long long time uh, even in e-commerce uh, this would be roughly my twentieth year twentieth year uh, in e-commerce. Uh, literally, my first sale was made in uh, October of 1998, and. You know, back then, you know, e-commerce was less than 1% of the market, right? And here, 20 yeah. years later, 
it's still only between 8 and 12% of the total market, depending on who you ask and if you include things at retail that would normally be included but can't really be delivered via e-commerce like gasoline and, and things like that. So regardless, let's just use the number of 10% as a round number. That is just such a nascent business. It's just the beginning of that business. Yeah. It will double to 20% in the next 10 years probably, which makes yeah. e-commerce an absolute tsunami of opportunity. And no matter what, it doesn't matter. Even back in the, the late 90s, we had people telling us, you know, by the time, you know, 2002 came around, oh, uh, the jig is up. There's no more easy money and, and this and that. And there's always opportunity. There, there never was easy money at the end of the day. It all took work. It all took investment. It all took risk. And I, I can't agree more that, uh, that we is right on the money. You know, it will evolve. The customization and personalization is a terrific insight. That's happening and it's going to continue to happen. And the more people are prepared to deal with that, uh, I think the higher opportunity they will have. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, so, uh, Hui, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, one of your companies. As I recall, you have a business that is um, now oriented to help other businesses uh, going. Is that right? Yeah. So, this is this is uh, something brand new. I, I just started well, I started last year uh, with my brother. It was just something on the side, just kind of helping get some income. Because um, uh, he, he, he was running his own store, but he was overwhelmed with schoolwork. And, and he asked me, like, what, what, what can I do to make some money? And I told, I told him, well, you got to run your own store. He's like, well, I can't because I, I don't have the time. So we started doing uh, sort of like on the side work. And we were just literally helping local businesses bringing their business online. And helping them setting up uh, their own Shopify store, um, and then it just, just kind of evolved from there. And then he started looking at all the processes that I was doing, and I was like, "Hey, let's let's create something where where we can help business uh, people who are already selling on Amazon and take their stuff over to to Shopify, just like the way I do it." Um, so we just started this literally just recently, and I'm putting together uh, our site's almost done. Uh, like we we haven't officially launched it; we're looking to launch it in July. Uh, but uh, we're just putting all the components together where we will be able to literally take a brand uh, solely on Amazon and take it over to Shopify, a fully done for you service where we will do all the coding, we'll do, we'll help you with the, uh, the placements of your videos, pictures, we'll optimize your product pages, uh, and we'll even set basic funnels for you. We'll do, it's literally a, an A to Z service um, that we will, we will provide for um, you know, if you want to just take your brand from Amazon over to Shopify, uh, or if you have an existing Shopify store that you want to improve upon and want to know our system of, of launching and how to run the store efficiently, um, we, we also have that available. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that the issues that I find that Shopify sellers uh, run into and even Amazon sellers is, is they run into little, little roadblocks and it's not even, um, you know, it's just basically technical stuff. So you run, you run a site, unless you want to change your funnels, you want to change your, 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 you know, your product page, you want to add a, a second add to cart button, for example, it's, it's not a difficult thing to do, but you just kind of, you know, you hit a roadblock, you don't want to do it anymore. And then you just kind of stop because you're like, Hey, what do I do? And you don't want to pay too much to get that done because you know, the job is easy. And then eventually it never gets done. So what we've came out with uh, was basically a, a credit system on, on our services where you, where you can buy these credits on a monthly subscription. 
And for small tasks like that, we'll do for you. So if you want, you come to us and you say, hey, um, you know, we need a second at the card button. We need to move our picture from left to right and we need to enlarge a video or whatever the, the small task is. Um, as long as within, you know, the hour, two hours, uh, we'll, do, we'll do that task for you. We'll get it done for you. Um, or if you have a product and you just didn't have time to kind of funnelize that product, you know, and you have a template you want to use or you want to use one of our templates, we'll literally take that product, we'll put it in the funnel, and then by the time we're done with it, you can just run ads directly to it um, and use it immediately. I um, mean, it just kind of saves you time that way. Um, and, and, and I've been doing that, uh, you know, for a while now just with my own team, but I'm, I, I was thinking, you know, why not offer that? Um, and I think it could be a very beneficial service, uh, especially as an Amazon seller, uh, to yeah. be able to funnelize your, your 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 own product on your own store and being able to control, you know, your own traffic. What happens to the front end and the back end? Um, I, I think it's a, it's a it's a great addition. Yeah, the the idea of you know done for you versus do it yourself is is really uh, something I I hope guys consider. Yeah, as much as I want people to be learners and, and really understand the, the nature of their business and the, the key drivers or levers that make their business successful, there are other th ways of expanding and using experts and third parties uh, to help you uh, cover that ground is always something that I believe in. And I highly uh, prefer to find you know, those experts who can accelerate it, especially if I can trade a little bit of money for a lot of time, right? And that's always the math that... that uh, that people do long term is you know let's invest some time or let's invest some money and pick up the time and accelerate our learning accelerate our progress and that's a, that's a good investment so by the time this airs um it's possible that uh Hui's site will be live and we'll be sure that we get it in the show notes for everybody that they can click through and take a look and see his done for you service and see how uh, it fits in for their business so whether you're already doing a shopify and you want to improve it or whether you are uh an amazon private label business that you want to Jump on to Shopify. Uh, it sounds like his uh, new new service will help. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that's about right. Like if you have a, a branded uh, product or or an entire you know, line of product you want to sell in your own store, um, I, I I choose Shopify just because for the great customer service they're having and the, the ease of use uh, versus all of the other platform. Um, Shopify has been has been has been a great uh, partner in terms of uh, what we do. Um, and, and the, the, the usability, the, how easy it is, it's literally just click and drag and drop. Yeah. Uh, you can't get any more easier than that. Um, and, and, and to be able to manage one a store, it also requires you know, minimal work. Um, you just got to know what, what components to, to admin to manage. Um, but other than that, I mean, like if you, have, if, you have a, if you already have a branded store or sorry, a brand on Amazon, you have a bunch of products and you want to just bring it over and you want to run your own funnels to it, uh, we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll take that entire process and we'll, we'll do it for you. Yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, here he is, he's a young fella. He's already achieved pretty, pretty high levels of success, especially considering the short time in the business, right? Uh, let's, let's call it less than three years or around three years in the business. And, uh, you know, you've reached, uh, you know, annualized sales that are pretty significant. And I, I don't like to give out people's numbers because uh, that's their business. But uh, on behalf of awesomers out there, I can vouch for we. He's running some numbers that everybody would love. <laughs> so, uh, and even at this young age, he's getting the job done. So kudos to you, Hui. I appreciate that. Uh, so how, uh, so how about any final words of wisdom for our awesomers out there? Anything that you uh, wish to send out to them? Uh, I think the continual learning is, is really important. Um, 
as as we were just talking previously about you know the industry always evolving um so you as the entrepreneur you should always also be evolving and always learning and exploring uh, the new tactics the new strategies um, that are coming out and not be uh, so i guess close-minded based on you know the one thing that that's always been working for you uh, I mean, like it's working for you now, but you don't know where that's going to go. And if you don't follow the trends and you don't evolve with the industry, um, I think that's going to be one of the biggest downfalls um, in your own business. And as an entrepreneur um, and then be able to kind of explore new channels and explore new ideas, um, I think that's one of the biggest things that I can, I can tell people out there. And that's how I, I evolved from you know, just selling on Amazon and then moving over to you know, running my own store, running my own traffic. Um, it, it's literally, I would probably say about quadruple my business, um, you know, just, just for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a very good lesson, everybody. I hope you're really thinking about this. The idea of being static means that, you know, wherever you are, if you just stay the same, if you, uh, then ultimately that position will, will not be as valuable as it once was. You have to be dynamic, uh, encouraging, you know, kind of continue progress and learning not being afraid. Well, it's okay to be afraid, but just take the, the leap anyway. Uh, th those are those are risks that awesomers should take. So uh, very well done. Uh, Hui, I appreciate that. Uh, and uh, for awesomers out there listening, uh, our thanks to Hui, and we will be right back. Empowering. The name says it all. Connecting e-commerce entrepreneurs with great people, ideas, systems, and the services needed to stay business dynamic and to grow. Empowery is a network, a cooperative venture of tools and resources to make you better at what you do, because we love what you do. We are you. Visit Empowery.com to learn more. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Awesomers Podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again. Wasn't that fun? It's just so inspiring to me to hear all of these different ways that people are able to break out of that paradigm of normal, right? The normies are stuck in that standard paradigm. Hey, let me go do this. I'm going to uh, get, you know, my space in the wheel. Uh, I'll be a cog and everybody else will go around with me. But Hui is making a, a path of his own. And it, as always, these origin stories from awesomers around the world inspire me. You know, here's a, a brilliant guy, lives in Canada, moves around the world all the time, you know, all the time in Asia and Vietnam, and he's still able to run these businesses and generate new ideas and get things really done. That's what makes Hui an awesomer, and I sure do love the story. I hope you do too. But don't forget, this has been episode number 24 of the awesomers.com podcast, and just go to awesomers.com slash 24 to find the show notes.